Welcome to Behind the Audition podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop-up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition podcast. On this episode, I got to speak to the amazing voice actor, Emma O'Neill. We talked about how she started as a voice actor, how you don't need to go broke to get into the business. We discussed my crazy AI email I received, building relationships to build your business, and we also talked about her love for yoga. So sit back and enjoy this next episode of Behind the Audition podcast. And it is season three, and I am excited to be back. And I I bring back the best when I come back. And today's guest, you're going to be so excited. I've already got messages for those who saw my post last night uh, that are excited to have this guest on. You have heard their voice on Netflix, MGM Resorts, Mercedes-Benz, and so much more. And you've even joined their clubhouse, like I have. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, M. O'Neill. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I am super excited. I'm I'm back. Um, I I felt a little rusty getting my my podcast stuff setting up today. But you know what? Once you start talking to VO friends like yourself, you just yeah. get excited and you feel like you're back. And you know we're we're back in the loop. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm calling you. I'm I'm actually calling. I'm talking to you from what Toronto. You and I said Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Yeah, we run through it. Toronto. No no emphasis no no emphasis on the T at all. Right. No. No, you know where people are from, like in Canada, you know where they're from based on how they say Toronto. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I've had Todd Fennell and Tanisha Collins. They're both up uh, up there in Canada as well. Would you say um, so Canadians get the the accent uh, the people's, you know, you know, a, you know, hey or a or, you know, a boot and all that stuff. Would you say, though, Wisconsin's and Chicago individuals have more of an accent than uh, Canadians? It's just different. I, I don't have a Canadian accent because I made sure I didn't have one. But <laughs> I, I moved. No, I moved from Ireland when I was a kid. So we're immigrants um, and we lived with our great uncle and his son. So my cousin and he said a all the time. And within the first two weeks, my mother would respond with B. Wow. So, that's, a, that's hilarious. Mad. So we never said A. And then, you know, with studying acting and studying phonetics and linguistics, I learned to kind of speak openly. So wow. I don't say oot in a boot. Like I don't have Canadianisms. Yeah. Most people can't figure out where I'm from. That is hilarious. You know, my wife, she uh, she grew up in Iowa and uh, she, she lived in uh, Minnesota. And she oh, has a little, accent. I mean, a tiny, I mean, but she has a great accent. It's not like strong, but you can hear it sometimes. And I, when we first started dating, I'm like, are, are you from Canada? <laughs> Minnesota and Canada. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities in the way in the placement of, of the, the vowels specifically. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I want to go back to when you got into this industry. I mean, you have had a, I mean, you've had a great, 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 um, I guess, career in this industry and you do other things we'll talk about a little bit. How did you get started into the voiceover? I've been an actor my whole life. Um, I was placed on stage in diapers and I nice. never left. <laughs> um, and then I went to, you know, I went to an acting academy. I went to York University, which is an academy program in Canada. And I basically, the love of acting was beaten out of me. So I left and I didn't come back to acting for 10 years. And when I did, it was because someone handed me a microphone. They're like, you need to be doing this. 
Mm-hmm. And so I went, I was, I signed up for a course and took a course with Mike Kirby, um, voice tracks in Toronto and immediately fell in love with this crazy, crazy world that I could, it, and it was also cause you know, it's like I get, I could work in my yoga clothes. Like I didn't have to get, <laughs> didn't have to get dressed up <laughs> to do it. I was like, oh, this is so fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, because it's such a different form of acting from screen or stage, um, you have to be able to perform in different ways. It really intrigued me. It was like, oh, I've done this my whole life, but this is totally different. I have to learn a whole new way of acting. And that's kind of how, you know, I, I did a bunch of courses. I did a bunch of classes and I, you know, my first demo was a train wreck and as they usually are. And I wasn't ready to do one, but I did it because you get excited and someone tells you that you should do a demo. So you do. And yeah, and then I let it was. I landed my first agent probably about three years into kind of knocking on doors and saying, hey, please sign me. Hey, please sign me. Hey, please sign me. And it was, I think I booked my first job with my first agent within the first week that I was on the roster. And I think after about three months, the main agent emailed me and he was like, I don't think we've ever had someone um, do this well this quickly on our roster. So. Very impressive. So, you know, I I have, uh, I'll have individuals reach out, uh, wanting to get into this industry. And, and I know there's a lot of emphasis on auditioning and a lot of, uh, of uh, emphasis on having a great demo. But wouldn't you say it's don't put too much emphasis on the demo? Because when you audition, if you don't sound like your demo, that's kind of going to throw off the producers and off the agents. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. You need to be, if you have a demo, Hopefully it's because you are ready to do a demo. You don't produce the demo yourself. You work with a professional and you're able to recreate what is on that demo. You're able to recreate the sound because you've recorded it in your own studio. Um, you know, your studio doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to sound good. Like my first studio was literally a blue Walmart storage box with mattress foam shoved into it. And I went into my bathroom because I lived in a studio apartment on top of a highway. So like, you know, you learn how to process sound. So that's more important than anything like coaching, understanding. You can audition until the cows come home. If you don't know how to audition, you are wasting time. Absolutely. Spaghetti against a wall and seeing what's going to stick like that is great advice. My my current coach that I work with, you know, we have this conversation because, um, they'll have auditions go to her or, and then they'll have some, you know, want to improve their demo. They, they, you can tell they tweak their demo so much and they put so much money because they'll get with somebody who charges a billion dollars to put a demo together. And, you know, of course it's like, you don't need to spend that much, but when they, when they go to the audition, it's like, wait a minute, you sound nothing, nothing like this demo that you created. You got to still act, you know, the performance, the acting and everything. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, you know, it's a good demo, but you sound nothing like, you know, your, your audition. So that's one thing you got to work on. And so when you, when you got your first agent for my listeners, tell, tell them what it was like, what did you get the excitement of, oh my gosh, I got an agent. I'm going to make it big. Or did you still focus on your brand? I should say your brand, but your voice and, and, and your business as a voice actor, what did you focus most on? I am a total nerd. Um, so I am always coaching, like I've been full-time in this business for almost a decade. Um, and as I said, I've been an actor my entire life. I coach all the time. Like I'm missing a class today because I have a doctor's appointment, but I coach <laughs> literally like I coach every week with a, a workout group, uh, with Dave Walsh. I have private coaching for promo and commercial 
it is so important to continue to coach. So yeah, getting an agent was really, really exciting, but getting an agent isn't the be all end all. You have to do the work. It's about you. It's not signing with an agency and expecting them to, okay, so now I'm with an agent. So now what are you going to do for me? It's that you're working together as a team and you know, sometimes I bring clients to my agent. Like if I get a client, a freelance client that comes to me with, with a, you know, a request that's kind of out of my scope, if I don't have a friend to reach out to, which I generally do, but if I feel like mm, this is a little bit too big, I feel like I need to bring an agent into this because they're, they're there for a reason. They know what they're doing with contracts. I will bring them the client and say, hey, can you please now take this over and, and do the business aspect of things? Wow. It's so important to build your brand. It's so important to understand the business because this is a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, there's days, you know, there's weeks where I'll be like swamped. And then there's weeks where you just like, what happened? And you get, you, you get paranoid. You're like, oh, my gosh, is this it? Is this it? My career's over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so, I, but I, I see, you know, fellow voice actors out there, you know, making sure they keep their agents account, you know, hold their agents accountable for, for, you know, it's not just, you know, they're getting the jobs for us. We're doing it too. But at the same time, having that relationship with your agent where together as a team, you both help out. Some people will think just because you have an agent is going to, going to come flying in. It's like, that's not that at all. You have to both do the work and what, you know, what have you done for me? Well, what have you done for me too? You know, kind of had that relationship, you know, and, and what would you say? So if, how long would you give an agent? Who hasn't brought you anything? Do you give them a timeline? Because there's some people I ask, how long do you give you know this current agent? Uh, they haven't got any business in a year. Would you wait more than a year, or how would you respond with that? I'd reach out to the agent and ask them what was going on. Like if I, you know, have I not been? Um, I tend to being Irish, you know, live in the land of guilt and shame. Um, <laughs> so I always assume that it's my fault which is actually really helpful in a lot of circumstances because I'm not blaming other people for my failings. I'm looking like, where can I improve? Where can I make things better? So if I'm not getting auditions from an agency, if I'm not, if I'm getting auditions, but I'm not booking with the agency, I will reach out to the agent and be like, hey, can we have a five minute coffee conversation? You know, or if they prefer email exchange, like these are the questions that I have. I'm not sure what's going on. Is there something that I could do to improve my chances of booking? Is there a coach that you think that would, because you know, I'm, I think I'm doing okay. I'm doing well with other agents. Why am I not with you? Mm -hmm. Agents are people and they are working with you and they're usually quite willing to help. I mean, they, they're busy, super busy. It's not just you on the roster. There's a lot of people on the roster, but they're usually, I find that the agents in general are, are more than willing to sit down with you to have a conversation about your career because the better you do, the better they do. Absolutely. I think that's great feedback. And you know, to talk about next is you, you're a one voice winner award, 2022. Congratulations yes. on that. That's Thanks. awesome. That's, I mean, Thanks. so I see, I see a lot of videos of when, when they, uh, when they get these awards, the, they open the mail and uh, they, the, the, they open the box, it's like unboxing something. How exciting is that? Very, it's very exciting. Um, it's, it is a big thrill. I mean, some people hate awards. Some people love awards. I think that they're wonderful. I think that it's really nice to say this, this particular section of the entertainment industry is so wonderful because we celebrate each other. We celebrate each other's wins every day of the week. And then these particular events, one voice of us, um, yeah, voice arts awards. It's, 
it's such a joy because it's like everyone gets to dress up and get together and have fun and if you're not there like if you if you don't because you generally don't get the actual statue while you're there um you get it it gets mailed to you and then you get to it to and you don't know when it's coming so it is kind of like christmas all of a sudden on the day that it arrives it's like Eek, it's here yay <laughs> well it's like vo atlanta are you going to you're going to vo atlanta correct yeah, yeah. so i have not i've not made that step yet and you know i just conferences yeah, my my daily life you know being a father husband all that, i'm just constantly always doing something around here mm -hmm. tell tell those who've never been to one what's that experience like going to vo atlanta I am an introvert, contrary to popular belief. So um, I'm good one-on-one. -on -one. I'm not great in groups. So the first conference I went to was VO Atlanta. And it scared the absolute crap out of me to go. But I was encouraged to go by my demo producer and a few friends um, to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone. And I'm so glad that I did. It was a huge, huge boost to my career. It was a boost to my confidence. It was a boost to my brand. Um, and I met and connected with so many people like, like I made really good friendships like that was kind of the beginning of a lot of really good friendships that I have now um but I connected with so many people in the industry that I wouldn't necessarily have connected with because at the networking and marketing is all about relationship it's not about me 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 I I I here's my demo here's my business card that's the death to your business right but if you walk up to someone like oh my god Hilton Productions I've watched your stuff this is so cool it's about them and you can do that when you meet people in person. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. You know, I, I was uh, talking with a, a fellow uh, voiceover not too long. We're talking about marketing and reaching out to production houses and reaching out to our clients. And we, we talked about things. I said, you know, when you when you talk to them, do you talk more about you or do you talk about them? And I said, I talk more about them. And I, I get excited about them because who else doesn't want to talk about how cool their brand is and how cool their product is? I think the misconception is, and I probably and I and I asked them. I said, "What's more annoying to you?" Because I wanted to get the feedback. I go, "I, you know, as as somebody who wants to do business with you, what annoys you the most?" I asked those questions because I don't want to do that, right? Yeah. And, and I and he said, "Emails," and this was recent. He said, "Emails." The production houses get so many emails yeah. a day, and they go like this: "Hi, my name's Kurt. I'm a voice actor. Let me do your projects." That's how vague they are. There's no, hey, you know, let me know a little about you. Here's what I do. Here's what I can do to help you. Here's what I offer. You know, here's my studio, blah, blah, blah. It's just, hey, I'm a voice actor. I'd love to be on your roster. And I'm my mind was blown. Mm -hmm. And so I think voice actors should get out there and talk to their clients and, you know, what annoys them? What do they, what are they looking for? Not just sending emails. I think that's what we're at that point now where there is a lot more voice actors than there used to be. Yeah. And they're just assuming like TikTok, you just get on there and you're going to become famous. Wouldn't you think so? Or don't you think that as well? Oh, if only TikTok was that easy, you know, it's, but yeah, I, it is. It's, I mean, the number of times LinkedIn, for example, LinkedIn is an incredible, incredible platform for business. And it's a really great platform for voiceover because there's so many of us on the platform. Mm -hmm. um, but the, every day I'll get connection requests and sometimes they have a message attached to them. And usually the message is, boom, here's my website, my demos, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, first of all, I'm a voice talent. I'm not a voice caster, so I don't know yeah. why you're sending me your stuff. So right, you, right. like, actually look at my profile right. before you send me stuff. Right. Or it's, I want to join your professional network. So? They're using the template. 
that doesn't make me want to connect with you. Right. You don't know who I am. You have no idea what I do. You haven't right. actually taken two seconds to look at my profile, never mind any of the links connected to my profile, mm -hmm. but you want me to connect with you so that you could possibly then connect with my connections. Absolutely. I love it. I love no. it. How about oh. no? Oh, you my take gosh, a second awesome. to actually be like, hey, Emma, I watched your blah, 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 or I heard that even if like, you know, my life is so public because I it's our our lives are on social media. Like I was on Clubhouse last night with Marcus and he was laughing because he's like, I know you've got a new piece of back art. I know you've moved your studio from downstairs to upstairs. I know you've done this thing because I think that it's really important to be open in certain parts of your life and, and share with people. People want to know. That's how you yeah, connect absolutely. with people. But when you're, it's just a shoving a business card down someone's throat, it's not going to, it's not received well. I love it. I love it. And speaking of Clubhouse, you have a great Clubhouse platform. I, I, you know, I created one, but I find myself just, you know what, I'm going to go to these other ones because these are some great, I think they give some great tips. Yours, yours was great. And we actually laughed. I think I laughed about this, the word adjective. I couldn't think of that word. You and I were on the phone talking. I couldn't think of that word to save my life. But uh, you had Ryder on and I've had him on the show and, and he's another great resource if you're looking for a coach, so great. Uh, you know, and you guys talked about word adjective. And I, I recently talked to a fellow VO about this also emphasizing the adjectives in the script can really help you like beautiful. That was a beautiful salad I had, you know, and emphasize and you had people read the scripts and I was like, wow, this is a great clubhouse. I'm going to try to get more of these talk about, you know, what made you want to create that clubhouse and, you know, you, how you wanted to give back to other uh, fellow VOs? The voiceover roundtable is the clubhouse that Mike Tobin and I run. And it was actually originally created by Dervila Trainer, who is the creator of VO North, the conference here in Canada. Um, and it was basically created during the pandemic for, you know, something to do. Um, and at that point, it literally was a roundtable. There was a bunch of us that were regularly on it that would share advice and we would answer audience questions. And then it kind of just petered out as a lot of things did that had been created during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And at VO North this past year, um, separately, both Mike and I were approached by people asking, are you ever going to bring the VO roundtable back? Because we were regular guests on the show. And so I, Mike and I had gone for dinner during the conference and I was like, hey, what, what do you think about bringing the VO roundtable back? And he's like, oh my God, people were talking about you. So that's kind of how it was brought back. Um, and then we just, we started to look at different ways of doing it. So instead of it just being a round table of people, I, other people coming to talk about things, I was like, but what if we ask industry professionals? Like, what if we ask people who we admire, um, who are, you know, senior to us in the industry to come and offer their expertise and their knowledge? And because of my social media prowess, prowess is such a crazy word, because, you know, because I post on social media a lot, I have a lot of connections and I coach with a lot of people. And because I coach with a lot of people and because I'm an introvert and when I connect with someone, I actually connect with them as a person, it works to my benefit. So I'm the one that gets the guests for the show. That's awesome. That's great. It's great. So I reach out to people and I'm like, hey, would you like to do this thing? And shockingly enough, they all keep saying yes. And I keep getting amazing people. Like we had Mark Goss last night. We had Ryder on the show. We had Brent mm -hmm. Allen Hagel. We had Mary Lynn Wisner. Like we having next week, we've got Ellie Ray, she, who is one of my first coaches, who's just, she's an incredible unicorn and I love her. And it's, it's all about giving back. And it's such a pleasure to be able to do that because we've all walked into this business having no idea 
idea what we're doing right and where to go and, and what to, and there's so many snake oil sales, salesmen like there are in all industries mm -hmm. so it's trying to present the people who are legit to the audience like you're looking for a coach here's someone go. who is actually a really really good coach who is not going to shove a demo down your throat Mm -hmm. You want a demo? Here's a really good demo producer who also is not going to shove a demo down your throat if you're not ready to do one. Right. You know, and with Clubhouse too, I first, I was kind of, at first I was like, this is the corniest thing I've ever, not your show, but the, when I first got on there, when it first came out, it, you're, you're basically, I guess maybe it was some of the shows that I would get on, they just like to hear themselves talk. They'd ask a question and answer them for themselves. It's like, oh my gosh. But you had a, you guys have a good platform where, you, you know, some of the guests would read the scripts and, you know, when Ryder was given great feedback and yeah. you give great feedback. It, it was like they actually got some good value, and and that's the thing. You know, you, you're learning yourself. I'm learning myself having Absolutely. you on, and and, that, and and not being selfish. But at the end of the day, it's about us, right? We gotta, you know, you know, strengthen our brains in this world because this is a crazy world, and you gotta have thick skin. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And you gotta keep yourself fresh because I mean, I'm gonna say the word AI. AI is here now, and we, there, there's been posts on LinkedIn. I recently got one. That I was going to go over with you. I just got an email, which is crazy. And I don't know if you've gotten this yet, but AI companies are reaching out now. Want you to hire voice actors to be on their roster and you get residuals with AI. Didn't make any sense. I didn't. I just replied back. What's this website you're talking about? They said, hi, Kurt. We noticed your voice was on blah, 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 dot AI. We would like to I've add you to our I've heard about this. I haven't gotten it. No, but I, I just got it yesterday. It freaked me out. You know, one of our fellow VOs put on his uh, yep. on his uh, LinkedIn yesterday, and I just got it here, and it's talking about. Uh, let me tell you more about it. And it says, you know, we are not a casting agent, and you know, this is a subscription platform, and we can add you to our roster, and that, therefore you get paid. Freaked me out, and I said, well, where is my voice supposedly? Where Where's my voice? You know, I don't know, you know, did I do a project many years ago that I don't know about? You know, you do commercial VO. They can go on and ask AI, give me that voice. Where do you think we are? I know we talked about this years ago. Don't worry about AI. It's not natural enough. You're not really expressing your voice. Are you concerned with this getting more, you know, I guess you'd say tech savvy in the world of VO? Are you worried about AI now? I don't know if I'd say I'm worried. I I would definitely say I'm concerned. Um solely because not because i think that ai is going to take over i do think that ai is going to take over particular sections of this industry for sure um i think it's going to take over e-learning yeah yeah i thought i thought the same thing i think it's going to take over explainers i think it's going to take over the kind of the, the lower budget um broadcast and non-broadcast stuff like youtube um, videos and stuff like that you know you absolutely. hear all those okay yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah i think that it will it might even uh, bleed into vr games things like that um and possibly video game, which is would be really sad because video game as a when you're a video game actor, like it's one of the the closest things to like acting right? as a video game, like you really have to flesh out a character. But I can see it possibly going that way. What concerns me more is because it's like the Wild West, like it's not regulated at all. So every day you're hearing about someone's voice being used for AI and they didn't give permission for their voice to be used, nor were they compensated. For their voice to be used so that's the part of the ai world that i that really concerns me is that it's right now people are just kind of, they're stealing people's voices literally stealing people's voices yeah so and there's only particular still like i'm in canada so i'd actually have to look up the law of you know do i own my voice right particular states where you don't in new york you do in los angeles like in california you do it's part of the statute the um 
of who you are, who you are as a person. You own your voice, but in certain states you don't. Yeah, yeah, so that makes very, sense. Very wild west. Yeah, that's the part that concerns me the most. Well, that's good to know. You know, and yeah, I want to talk about something now. Is you know, mental health awareness is very important to me. You know, like I said, I took a mental break for a good four weeks. I just needed it. You know, sometimes I get off social media for a while because I just. I just, I get tired of the same thing, you know, oh my gosh, but you got to do it. But I, I took a break. So I'm gonna take a break from social media. You do uh, yoga and health. You know, and you also, you also, oh my gosh, I totally went blank there. Uh, you're a wellness enthusiast. And I think that's awesome. I've done uh, the yoga, Tai Chi and something else one time. Remember Gold's Gym back in the day? They used to have those uh -huh. classes. I used I, to teach for Gold's, yeah. Oh my gosh. And so I, me and a friend went one time and I'm like, man, Tai Chi, yoga, I, I got this. I couldn't feel my legs after I left that. How important is, you know, that's great you do. How important is that to you besides doing voiceover? Oh, I, it's what keeps me breathing. It, it's it's what keeps me sane-ish. I wouldn't claim to be sane. I don't think you can be an actor and be sane. Um, but yoga is what keeps me in my body and it keeps me calmer. I need to physically move my body. We all do. Um, but specifically with yoga, because you're taking a moment to be quiet. And I mean, I practice Ashtanga yoga and I practice it traditionally. I use that word loosely in the sense that I don't play music. I don't do like I, I get onto my mat, I shut up and I breathe and I move. Wow. And it connects me with my breath, which connects me to my body, which allows my brain, all of the spinny stuff to slow down. So it's it's hugely important if i didn't have yoga i don't think i would do very well mentally i, I think i see your uh, videos i love how you include like your your yoga sayings and yoga this and yoga i think that's great um i i've meditate when i can i'm trying to get back into it more i think it's it, it makes me feel better um i almost fall asleep sometimes i when i first doing med you know i did the meditation i was like this is not working my but the, turn the music off is important you got to do you have to have a you know listen to your breathing and you know get into in touch with yourself. And I think that's fascinating that you do that. And I saw them like, Oh my gosh, I, that's something I really want to know about. So congratulations to you to taking that extra time to, to, you know, center with yourself. It gets to a point. It's one of those things. It's like, I, I, I talk to people a lot about health and fitness and they're always like, I don't have time. It's, it's that you take, you make the time it, it, and it becomes part of your day, like brushing your teeth that you get up, you get out of bed and you brush your teeth. You don't think about it. It's not, I have to make time to brush my teeth. You just do it because it's part of your day and it's important. And for me, it's the same thing, going for my daily walk, doing yoga, working out, lifting weights. It's not about carving time out of my day. It's just, it is part of my day, period. Schedule in your calendar, make it happen. <laughs> it's, that is That is what is happening. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, now we're going to have some extra fun here. It's time oh for the audition challenge. Oh and I, I guess I wrote something fun for you. Um, you, you. I think you're going to be fantastic at this. And it's something, you know, I think I'm going to start doing some. Uh, I <laughs> I, I wanted to start doing like some improv with, with, you know, I could have done like, you know, coming soon. And you got done like the acting because you have that. You have that good. Yeah, you have that good improv. But I wrote you a script. It's in your chat there. And so when, okay. whenever you're ready, go and have some fun and, and uh, read it like you would. <laughs> read it like I would. Have I mentioned that I, I am crap at cold reads? Okay. Okay. Here we go. I don't go. believe I it. I don't it. believe it. I'm like sweating. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I'm telling you. Okay. 
coming to the O'Neill Network. Emma's hardworking yoga instructor during the day, and at night, she works for the CIA. This summer, don't miss Agent Namaste, only on the O'Neill Network. <laughs> Do you like that or what? <laughs> when when I saw that when I saw that you know you're into yoga and you're I just I just like I got to do this. I got to do this because we don't have a, a a fun show like that. Like she's a, you know, just a hard, you know, CIA did this like yoga and gets out there and just beats everybody up. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> be, before I let you go, I always do this, you know, with, with so many voice actors coming into the world, I always like to get tips to them because sometimes I think they really, they do misunderstand this industry. What are some tips and tricks to those getting into this industry that they really need to understand and, and steps they need before actually doing this? One, it's not about the sound of your voice. So if someone has told you you have a great sounding voice, you should be a voice actor. That does not make you a voice actor. Um, being able to do character voices or mimicking does not make you a voice actor. That makes you a mimic. Um, and it's a skill, absolutely, but it's not going to make you a voice actor. Um, I would say the things to do before delving into, don't spend a crap ton of money. You don't need to buy a studio bricks and a Neumann and blah, 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 blah. As I said, I started with a storage box with mattress foam shoved into it with a USB mic and I booked national commercials on that thing. And I booked national commercials on that thing because I coach. Improv is your friend. Community theater classes are your friend. Acting classes in general. This is acting. I think that people miss it. It's it's voice acting, but people just hear the voice part. They don't hear the acting part, which I don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a business. So you can be a hobbyist and do voice acting, or you can be a business. And to be a hobbyist, do what you like. Have a great time. Um, but it's also with auditioning, like I said at the beginning, you can audition until the cows come home. If you don't understand how to audition, you're not going to, you're just going to get frustrated. So coach find workout groups. There's loads of workout groups online that are free or really, really low cost, like 20, 25 bucks a class. And you're given scripts or you can bring a script that you found and you're working with people of, you know, beginner, intermediate, advanced, and everyone's going to help you and give you feedback. So constantly put yourself into uncomfortable situations where you can learn um, and understand and know that this community, the voiceover community is incredibly supportive and we all want everyone to succeed. So, you know, reach out, ask questions and do, but do your research as well. Like, like do it for yourself. Like I said at the beginning, it's not about I, I've signed with you or now we're doing this thing. So you have to do the work for me. Mm -hmm. It's the work is yours. You have to do the work. So do your research. And if you get stuck, that's when you reach out and you ask people. I love it. I love it. You know, you said community theater. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I always think like uh, something popped in my head. Along came Polly, uh, the Jesus Christ superstar, the, yeah. the musical. I, that's a great idea because I never thought about that. You know, the community colleges, community oh, theater. They, they, so I mean, great. go meet some friends, you know, because a lot of people, you know, want to meet new friends and, you know, get out there and, and you, get, you know, we're open again. So get back out there. Yeah. That's, that's some great advice. So where can we find you on social media? Where, you know, how can we follow you on Clubhouse? Let, let us know how we could do that. On Clubhouse, um, you can follow me. It's just Emma O'Neill with two L's. O apostrophe N-E-I, two L's. Um, on Instagram, it's the same, Emma O'Neill. Um, if you just look up Emma O'Neill VO in general, you find me on Clubhouse. The, ro the room that Mike and I host is called the VoiceOver Roundtable. It's on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. EST, 4.30 p.m. PST. 
And it's super duper fun. And we love audience engagement. We love bringing people up on stage all the time. So it's, it's just, it's a fun night. That's really, really informative. And as I said, we have Ellie Ray next week. And if you don't know Ellie Ray, oh my God, you will, you're in for a treat. <laughs> she, she is a magical mystery unicorn. She's amazing. I will be sure to set my, I, I, it's kind of funny, this thing I've had, I still got the A plus, it's embarrassing, but you know what? I'm so frugal and all that stuff. And I, I've learned, my wife goes, it's called a smartphone. So, so <laughs> we think it's just, we think it's just social media and uh, stuff. So I, I've started setting reminders. I started setting stuff to my calendars. So yeah. definitely that will be one thing I'll set in my calendar. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I, I'm, you know, you're the first, uh, first guest for season three. Thank, um, you. thank you for giving back. Thank you for just being authentic. I think you're an authentic person. Your your attitude is very infectious. And it's, you know, thank you for coming on behind the audition podcast. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed my time and I'm really, really grateful that you asked me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. For more information about Emma O'Neill, go to EmmaO'NeillVO.com. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition Podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at HiltonProductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.